Ella desaparece, pero aparece cuando le dan ganas. Han sido un par de veces y se por mí le doy toda la semana. Se hace la que no quiere, pero llama de madrugada. All right. Oh my God, loud as shit. So, it's the inaugural episode or relaunch of Barbells and Banter. Rebranded. Rebranded. So, the... For those that are old school listeners that haven't heard this podcast in a long time, you probably recognize me, Paul. But in this new version of Barbells and Banter, we have a new host, my best friend, my partner in crime, the greatest lifter that ever lived, stronger than anybody I've ever met in person, Lauren Pernello. Oh, well, that's all kind. Uh, not the strongest person ever, for sure. Although that might be our guest today. Our inaugural guest is Briani Terry. I'm so excited to have her on. You guys don't even know. She's an all-time world record holder. We're going to talk about the process, what it's like to be a girl in a male-dominated sport, what it takes, shenanigans, all this stuff. But yep. super excited that uh, Paul let me take over this this podcast so we could do it a little bit together, get more into the lifting side of things since uh, the Dream's Not Dead is getting rebranded into Hustle Muscle, taking your side hustle to your main hustle. So we are shifting gears, so stay tuned. We're going to have an episode every week. Nutrition, lifting, anything that you guys might like to hear. So subscribe, drop a comment, let us know what you'd like, and we'll get to it. So before we have Briani on the show, I thought it'd be kind of cool to just talk about how this came to be because... For, oh, oh, geez, I just saw it a, a year, but a little over a year, almost a year and a half, we've been on another podcast with Danny Farrar, The Dream's Not Dead. It started out as Reboot, and then it went to Dream's Not Dead, and it's going to get rebranded again to The Hustle Muscle, but I think it's important to talk about how we got to this phase, and I'm going to let you drive that while I enjoy this amazing bacon, egg, and cheese from Dublin Roasters. It's yummy. Mm, yeah, so Danny is uh, and has been on my ass for quite some time to start my own podcast, be a little bit more aggressive in the ways that I take up space, not just in the weight room. And you can ask him, and I'm sure he'll happily tell you that I'm a pain in the ass, and I put this off for a long time. Um, so part of that is stop with your own bullshit. Get on to it. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. God damn, I am pale. Nah. Wow. You're just seeing yourself in the... Listen. Yeah. Hold on. He put the camera on, and Ooh. it's literally like Casper the Ghost. God. <laughs> d- listen, I need some sun. We need to find me Oh, no, here you go. Bam, beach. I'm blending in with the sandy background. There's literally Stop no difference it. between my... Stop. Stop. <laughs> Woo. Listen, my Italian uh, ancestors did not do me any favors in the melanin department. Thank it's you very good. much. They gave me an extra dose of sass and ass, but no melanin. Hey, I at least you got them. ass. I got nothing. That was built. That was built, unfortunately. <clears throat> it's not genetically gifted, but well. it's fine. Now I have it. All right, so we are waiting for Brianni to log on. All right. So excited. No one else is here. Yeah, and then I had a podcast a long time ago, a couple years ago, called Bars, Barbells and Banter. My friend's Angel, who is now the owner of CrossFit Hard Shells in Gaithersburg. Yeah. And my buddy Bob, who now lives in Arizona. And he competes in the, what is that thing called? The tactical games. Oh. So lots of shooting. Uh, so imagine if you did like a shooting competition 
mixed CrossFit with guns. with uh, well, like Spartan racing, CrossFit, all mixed into one. They all had like a big threesome. Yeah, and then made a baby somehow. <laughs> That's IVF. the tactical games. Genetic engineering. That's right. <clears throat> and then, you know, because of scheduling, and that's the way podcasts are, right? You know, a lot of us would wish we could quit our day jobs and just podcast all the time. Realistically, we can't do that unless we're, you know, Joe Rogan or somebody oh, God, really important. Yeah, listen. So we do this as a hobby. So after a while, life got in the way. That podcast kind of went away. We tried to revive it. didn't work. And then when the idea came up for Lauren to have a podcast again, now oh, see, now you're blending in nicely with the camera. Um, we decided, hey, you know, we should probably just um, bring it back because there's already followers there. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have been asking, hey, when is it coming back? When is it coming back? So I said, you know, I'd love to bring it back. Um but let's see what happens. So we decided that it was the right time to bring it back when the idea came up for Lauren to have her own podcast. And that's how we started. And we were going to come out in February, but, you know, life gets in the way. And, and you know, you had your... Oh, look, Elmer's here. Hey. Um, Elmer, you probably... For those that followed us from The Dream's Not Dead, will probably know that Elmer pops in every so often. He's an amazing person. And, and has his rap album. His I'm waiting for his mixtape. Where's that EP, man? And Where's that EP? He's going to be a new daddy Although, here soon. I was about daddy. to say, we are about, listen, we're going to have a little, a little baby Elmer. Oh, Jesus. I hope you have a girl. I really, 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 you are, ah, see, karma, a girl. I call dibs on all, uh, all strength endeavors once she's old enough. Mm-hmm. Bring her, bring her my way. She's and every so often we'll have Elmer ever. pop up onto the show and all that. Because um, I like Elmer a lot. I like <clears throat> Thank you. He avoids my phone calls. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, hey, dude. Just, okay, look. You do realize you can take your mask off because we're all in the office, off. right? And here's the thing. Were you working out? Oh, that's why you're sweaty. I was like. He's nervous. Uh, I was going to say, just because you're going to be a dad doesn't mean you just start the dad body already. That's what I'm working, bro. I know. I have the same problem. Listen, Danny I have the gets same on problem all the time. I have the so same problem. Rude. It's fine. It's fine. It's our genetics, man. I know. You know, our parents feed us, you know, tortillas, arroz con pollo, all the good stuff, man. And that's all I want to eat all the time. It's just carbs, carbs and fat. That's the way life. It's the perfect balance for that's listening. That's right. That's perfect how, that's how we balance. Do. So, <clears throat> um, I think it's awesome. And the, podcast going back to what we we're saying the podcast originally focused around crossfit because we were all doing crossfit and stuff and then it kind of shifted a little bit but i think now it's it's a it's going to evolve into something pretty cool because we both have a crossfit background yeah surprise surprise i once did and cardio. um you know we both have our opinions about crossfit now mm-hmm. compared to when we started and, uh, you know, while we're waiting for Briani to, to show up, I think it's, it'd be probably good to talk about that. Like, what our, what our take on, prod, on a podcast, on CrossFit is now, considering that we're both, uh, well, you are a powerlifter. I'm just, I'm a budding, I'm sort of trying. And, um, and we both got into jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, we've, I don't want to say evolved, but we've kind of uh, moved beyond CrossFit there for a little bit. So, you know, you want to tell the people how your what your experience was and where you're at now so 
I got into CrossFit when I was trying to commission into the army before I broke my back. Um, it was a means of me getting in shape and, you know, maxing out the PT test. And then, you know, my whole goal was to smash the boys, to be honest. Like, I wasn't just going to break the PT test. I wanted to annihilate everyone who thought I couldn't. So a little bit of a passive aggressive streak there when it comes to my fitness goals, but that's fine. Patty Betty. But when I got into CrossFit, I didn't have a background in lifting at all. I had no idea what it looked like, what it moved like. Um, and so when I got into it, I thought a very big lapse where I was at was that they didn't teach a fundamentals class. I had no idea how to lift. You know, the first time I ever deadlifted, it, <clears throat> there was 200 pounds on the bar and they just told me to pick it up. Like an on-ramp? Yeah, and thing? I was like, yeah. but I don't know how to do this. And they're like, just pick it up. And I was like, but I don't know what that means. And I remember trying to pick it up and it was the stereotypical video that ends up on, uh, you know, all of the, the burn sites where like the back is rounded and it's terrible. But I had never physically picked anything up like this before. So I had no idea what I was doing. And I remember getting home that night and oh my God, like I can't sit down. Like mm. something is wrong. And I kind of fell out of love with it. It wasn't, I didn't learn anything. I was just burning myself into the ground. I was injured a lot. And then when I broke my back, a CrossFit gym in my dad's area had rebranded as a starting strength gym. So I had reached out. I was like, look, I can barely walk. I can't get myself dressed. I'm 21 years old, um, you know, with a full ruptured L4, L5, S1. And I don't know what I can do. You know, I had been to multiple doctors. They refused surgery because I would end up in a wheelchair. Um, mm -hmm. And I had one doctor tell me that, good luck. You'll be able to use five pound weights and swim. And I remember being very offended by that. <laughs> Nothing against swimmers. It's just not my shtick. Um, so, you know, he was like, come in and day one, we'll see where you're at. And the first thing he had me do was squat. And I thought he was out of his mind, but that was the first night I had slept through the night in two years. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And then the next day I showed up, it was just skill building. But then I saw someone pull 300 pounds, a woman pull 300 pounds for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea women could do that. I've never seen this before. <clears throat> Holy shit. That's right. And it changed my trajectory. Um, so I got into weightlifting. I started getting into the, you know, the Olympic lift movement, mm -hmm. snatch and clean and jerk and loved that. I still do. Um, but I remember someone telling me you're explosive, but you're never going to be strong. And I was like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> so then of course I found another coach who, you know, helped me get into powerlifting and, and kind of got my base there. And he coached two phenomenal athletes, two of my very dear friends who, have multiple world records. They're phenomenal. And it got me on this list of like how opaque it is for women to get into strength sports mm -hmm. and feel like they have a place, but also that they are supported in that place, that they're not just being talked down. You know, like one of the things when I started lifting that even I would hear from family members, well-intentioned, but don't get bulky. Don't start to look like a man. Don't this, that, and the other. And I remember being kind of appalled. Like you guys would compliment me when I was 115 pounds and couldn't physically move. I had no mobility of my own, but now you're worried about me getting bulky and mm. you are more concerned about what my aesthetic is than versus what my body can do, which I haven't been able to do in two years. <clears throat> so I'm really excited to be able to talk to Briani today and kind of get her on. I think we can go ahead and join. She said she's waiting to be let in. Huh, I think we okay. got to hit join now. Let's see. Let's see join now. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, Give it a second. I only see to see it myself. Pop up. <clears throat> yeah, while we're waiting for that, I think a lot of that too is has to. To this day, it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know we've we've lived through some 
Ad, uh, what is it? Advancements in interesting um, times for sure. It, well, and it's just advancements in how you know different folks are perceived in sports, particularly women. Yeah. I think, if anything, we've gotten to a point where some of the people I admire the most. Sorry, I was trying to keep back a burp. Uh, some of the people that I admire the most happen to be females, and even me, I'll, I'll get this whole thing of like. Oh, well, you're just because they're hot. It's like, it's not even that, man. It, it is really like, you know, you know the amount of work that it takes to move weight the way some of these people do. And it's very impressive. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I man crush on some of the guys too. There's some stro- Jiju Mufu. Oh my gosh. Jiji Mufu? Juji. Yeah. He moves weight. This is the dude, for those that don't know. He became famous because I think it was America's Got Talent or something. He did the splits. Oh, there she is. There we go. Now we got her. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'll get back to that story in a minute. We have our first guest ever on Lauren's podcast, Brianna Terry. Terry. Hi, honey. Can you hear us? Hey. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties. Oh, I realized I was email. So. All right. You can hear us okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Paul. I know you know... This champ over here. Um, so hopefully I'm just as cool as she is. If not, it's fine. It's expected. And But thank you for coming on. I'm going to let Lauren drive the ship here because it's her show. All right. So everybody, welcome to the inaugural podcast episode. I wanted to bring Brianni Terry on. I had the pleasure of meeting her at the hybrid showdown where I weighed her in and then got to ref for a little bit. Um, but really what I wanted to have you on for was to kind of showcase women in strength sports, no matter how amazing women are, for whatever reason, we seem to be downplayed when it comes to certain strength feats, or it's chalked up to our aesthetics, right? So I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, obviously give you some some sh- highlights, because I feel like that was not kicked off enough. I don't understand how that worked, but I wanted to give people kind of an understanding of who you are. I mean, obviously you're an all-time world record holder and I'm going to let you kind of introduce that, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get you introduced to the audience. Oh God, I'm so bad at introducing myself. Uh, So my name is Brianni Terry. I am 24 years old and I'm a competitive powerlifter um, in the women's 165 class. Um, I started powerlifting. I did my first meet in December of 2017. So it's been... God, is that three years now? A little yeah. over three years? Mm-hmm. Happens so fast. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did. I'm a competitive powerlifter. Um, I've been competing for three years. I've broken three all-time world records. Woo! I... <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit of a deadlift specialist, but, uh, you know, all-time world, world record is an all-time world record. So. Yeah, it That's is. right. Yeah, Own that. So. Own it. So yeah, uh, what else do you want to know? I don't so, know. I'm so I'm so bad at talking about girl, myself. Girl, <laughs> you are excellent. I'll drive the ship. Don't worry. So what was your background? Like, have you always been a lifter? I know you said you're only 24. You're a baby. So that kind of hurts my feelings a little bit, but that's okay. Um, um, how I'm the you? oldest one on this show. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm but old. I'm ancient. So, tell us a little bit, like, how did you get into powerlifting? Did you always lift? Like, what's your background from an athletic standpoint? So I was never like super, super athletic. I mean, when I was younger... Probably from like fourth grade, maybe to about 12 years old, I did um, gymnastics. So I feel like that taught me a lot of body awareness and things like that. I feel like everybody who was either an ex-gymnast or an ex-wrestler 
turns out to be really good powerlifters for some reason. They're yes. super strong. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so I quit that. And then in middle school and like my first year of high school, I did volleyball. Okay. I wasn't really like, wasn't really into it. Like I liked team sports and it was fun, but I just, I don't know. I was also like an angsty teenager and I wanted to go out and party with my friends. That wasn't really my focus. Um, but from around like 15 ish, I would say I would go to boot camp classes with my dad at our local YMCA. And I like loved killing myself. I was like, this is so much fun. I went with him. Eventually he moved on to CrossFit. And so naturally I followed him, um, from about 16 to like 19 ish, whatever I did CrossFit with my dad. I got pretty good. I was always good at like the lifting portion not good at like doing metcons and running and whatnot. So I would always stay after and do like Olympic lifting or I would back squat or do, do extra whatever. And, um, I got, I ended up getting injured and I had like a shoulder injury, of course, you know, butterfly pull-ups, whatever. And yeah, not, I, I was actually during one of the CrossFit opens, I was doing toes to bar and like came back and my shoulder popped out of place. And I was just like, uh, and I just like kept doing the workout. I like popped it back in and it's just never been the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> and then Do you remember I, which workout it was? Uh, it was, it was like some AMRAP, I think with like toes to bar and snatches. Oh, so it's just, probably that gross shit you tried to talk me into the other day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, was, it, was it like 2017, 2018 or 2016? Maybe 2016. Yeah. yeah. I Maybe, remember that one. But yeah. I just remember like people yelling at me to keep going and I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. I cannot, I'm like 16 years old. I'm dying. Like God. it's, it was, um, so anyway, I moved on. I did like a, a bro bodybuilding split and I had met my, um, well now ex who was like, Hey, like you're really strong. You should try out this powerlifting thing. And I didn't even know what powerlifting was. So I was like, okay, like whatever. I followed, um, he had signed up for a meet later in the year and I was like, I guess I'll do it, whatever. Um, this is when I was like way smaller. I like walked in, didn't even like water cut. I weighed like 164 and I walk around at like 176. So like I've gained a good muscle and whatever. Um, so I followed like a, the Wendler like five three one. I didn't really take it seriously, and I was like the idea of competing, but not me. And so I didn't really take it that seriously. And then when I competed, I was like, "Holy shit, I love this!" Yeah. And it was in December, and I signed up for another meet in like April. So I was like, "Let's." And then I finally hired a coach, and I was like, "Okay, I really like this," and I just got really good. And so. then it begins. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like anybody who comes to powerlifting from like another sport, like we all have for whatever reason started with like some CrossFit start, yeah. and there's been some hellacious injury, and then we're like, "Eh, cardio about that. I don't really like that." Yeah. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> phenomenal. I mean, you had all this injury. I mean, you have an incredible athletic base, obviously gymnastics, and you were doing CrossFit at 16. At 16, I was in marching band. So, I mean, we were, we were on the <laughs> other side of the track entirely. I got into it much, much, much later. But it was funny when I started transitioning, um, just because we don't know each other that well, I was on track to be a music performance major in college and then decided, oh, shit, 
I like food. I should probably have a different major. Signed up for the army, started to commission, and then broke my back. Um, so I ruptured L four L five S one all the way through with a partial fracture. And it was funny oh the ideation that came out of me losing weight as a side effect of me not being able to move. Right? Like, oh my god, you're so skinny. You're so little. Oh, you're so cute. All this bullshit. And I'm like, I literally can't feel my feet. And like, I'm 21 and I can't get myself dressed. What do you mean this is cute? And when yeah. I started lifting, it was this weird pushback of don't get manly, don't get too bulky, be careful. But then I remember being so confused because like, I'm a girl, what do you mean don't get manly? Like I, I literally cannot be, what do you mean by that? And yeah. then I remember watching the first girl at the, the gym that I ended up at who helped me rehab my back and I watched her pull 300 for the first time and I was like, oh, women can do this shit, oh my God. And I was like, I wanna do that. And, you know, we did a little bit of a back brief beforehand. And I remember someone telling me like, oh, you're really explosive. You're never going to be a good strength athlete. You'll always be a good weightlifter. And I was like, oh, well, fuck you then. Like we're, we're changing gears. So what That's was awesome. that process like for you? Like when you decided like, fuck what it looks like. I don't care what the aesthetics are. Like showing up for you authentically in both sport and in your, you know, un unbiased, pure self, what did that look like? Like, what was that feeling when you decided to be like, no, I'm going to do this for me? Uh, you know, the thing is with like powerlifting and lifting weights in general, I've always had like a really a, like positive support system. And at that time I wasn't really on Instagram or yeah. like, you know, had kind of those outside social media factors to be like, you need to look like this, this, and this besides, you know, obviously magazines, TV, whatnot. Right. Uh, but I've always had a really like supportive support system. Like my dad was always like, yeah, like lift weights, get strong. My mom was always like, yes, this makes you happy. Like it just genuinely made me happy. I was like a really troubled teenager. Um, I remember I had like my last two years of high school, I had to go to an alternative school because I literally couldn't make it through a day without having like some sort of social anxiety, like having social anxiety, all this shit. Um, and so going through like a lot of depression and anxiety as like a 16, 17 year old kid, like that was my outlet. Like that's the place where like I felt accepted. There was all these people from all different walks of life and all of the like strong shredded, like ripped women I saw in there were mothers, sisters, you know, all this like great role models. And so I never really had the I don't want to get too manly. I was always like, I want to fucking look like that. I want to be that strong. Look at how they're like moving their bodies. It was incredible to me. Um, I never really got the whole, um, you'll look like a man thing until I started being more on social Invisible. media and like notoriety. Yeah. Um, which obviously like, I don't really care what so-and-so has to say about my body because like I'm at a point to where I accept who I am. I like who I am. I like how I look and somebody's opinion that I don't even know about me holds no weight to me. I don't know. I, I've, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm so secure in myself that even when I do get those comments on social media, like I don't get sad. Like I either just like delete the comment and log off and like move on. Good. Like, like honestly, it, that, that is what I wish for every woman. So I work in a, in a gym, we're called soldier fit. We do everything from boot camps to MMA to gym, all that. And, um, a big thing for me when I sit down with somebody is, you know, when I ask them, what are your goals? And they come, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. But what do you want to physically accomplish? Like I, my hope for 
any girl, especially just because I'm a woman and, you know, that's kind of how we came up, <clears throat> is that you get to revel in what your body can do. Like, what do you actually want to see yourself accomplish? Not being relegated to a pant size or to a percent body fat or to the aesthetic for the consumption of somebody else. What do you, what would be so dope for you as a woman to be like, I did a pull up or I pulled 300 pounds or what, what would make you feel awe inspired of yourself? And for me, when I go into meets or when I go into a place like that's what I hope I get to give. And at the hybrid, I mean, we had multiple women pulling over 500 pounds. I don't know why that was not talked about. Like you step killed it. And I'm sitting there as a ref, just like, keep your shit together. Don't feel like this is awesome. But then it was all about, like, yes, the boys did amazing, like, hell yeah, Dan Bell. But we have come so far in terms of women's athleticism in the, I feel like the last 10 years, really, we've started to see the the ceiling break on what is yeah. normal and what is an accepted. I mean, Melissa Barber's a 123 who pulls 485. Like, that was unheard of, unheard of a couple years ago. My friend will get you a caliber, squats in the 500s. Like, it, it is just something that for whatever reason, goes under the water. And when it does get reposted to King of the Lifts or when other people see it, it's demoralized to what do they look like? How do yeah. they move? Or it's like, it's barely a blimp on the radar. So yeah. when you show up in these spaces, like what do you hope women take from either watching you compete or being in that same environment? Like what do you want them to walk away from this with? That you can do anything that you set your mind to. Like, if you would have told me three years ago, you're going to be a world record holder or you'll be, you know, like at Steffi Cohen's gym or, you know, like on these like world stages, I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Like, there is no, there's no way. Like, I, I, it's a whole new world that I've been opened up to where it's like, even people from like outside, like my friends are like, you know, this person or, you know, this person, it's just like. Yeah, but like we're all people too. And if you put in the work and you dedicate yourself, and it sounds so cliche and cheesy, but like it really is, it's not that simple because obviously the journey is hard. Yeah. But I found something I liked. I found what I wanted to do. I set goals and like I continued to break and achieve them. And it really is like you just have to want it bad enough. Oh my God. Yeah. And like make no, I hope for the, the, lovely listeners listening, understand that powerlifting is not something you can just walk in and half-ass a training session. Like, yeah. you are going to no. bleed. You are going to cry. I have kicked my phone and, like, football punted it across the room on a bad day. It it happens. Yeah. So, like... And it's... This, is, this isn't my occupation either. Like, I have outside fact... Like, I... Well, now I work for myself, but... Right. Like, I bartender working late nights like I have a dog like all this other life shit balancing you know visiting my you know like spending time with my parents spending time with my friends like all these different relationships that I have to maintain while also you know being this quote-unquote elite athlete but it's just like it's balanced and if you want it like you need to work for it and it's time management and it sucks and it's hard but you'll prioritize so it yeah, yeah, and I exactly. think that's important. Like when they hear all-time world record holder, a lot of people think like, "Oh, this is her full-time gig." Like, no, you're 24. Like, you work for yourself. You like, have an yeah. awesome relationship with Joe. Like, that was so cute at the at the 
on the platform. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about like what did it take for you to get to this all-time world record? And first off, let's talk about just so our listeners know, what records do you currently hold? So I currently hold the all-time world record in the women's 165 class, uh, the deadlift at 585 pounds. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, girl. I can't even. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I've broken that record three times. Um, the first time I broke it, which it's crazy also, the 165 women's class is so stacked. Like this record has been broken between me and Christy Hawkins, I think six times in the past yeah. two and a half years. So I first broke it in April of 2019 at the Kern US Open. That was my first year there. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. And I just like came in and did it. Oh my God. I was at that meet. That's wild. Oh yeah. I was helping Alex with Steffi and with, uh, with Ricky. No. Yeah. Ah, look now, at that. Yeah. I remember after that meet, uh, Steffi Cohen like followed me and this is when I had like, You're like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the goats. Yeah. I love her. I, I want her to punch me in the face. She's amazing. She probably uh, would. If you ask next meet, be like, yo, do me a favor. Um, but, and she had like messaged me and she was like, amazing job, blah, 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 blah. Like all this. Stuff. And I was like, Oh my God. So, and then I, so I broke it in 2019. And then I remember four months later, something out like boss of bosses, Christy rebroke it. Yeah. And I was like, shit. So then I was competing <laughs> actually two months later in November and she competed too. And we went back, back and, and forth. forth. So I yeah, so I broke it again at 563, and I missed my third, and she broke it again. So she had it, but I still I still broke it. So, yeah. like, that was two times I did it. And then I was supposed to break it again at the 2020 Kern U.S. Open. That got postponed, obviously, the pandemic, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then it was supposed to be in November and didn't happen, obviously. So it's like, fuck, all right, let me just sign up for a meet. Florida obviously ha is a lawless place. Yeah, I doubt it, listen, <laughs> I got off the plane and I was like, we don't give fuck down here. What <laughs> is <laughs> happening? And it might just be because Maryland is so strict with all yeah. of their mandates. Like yeah. they, we got like the state was shut down. So when I landed yeah, in Florida, I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's wearing masks. Like, what is everything okay? I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, but, so yeah, I. So yeah, so I broke it at hybrid again, and now it's mine again, and we'll see how long that that happens. Because I have a feeling that Hunter Henderson is going to compete at the Open, and she's going to blow that shit out of the water. Uh, well, you're like doing the Open too, right? Maybe, so, maybe. I don't think so. I need okay. to contact the directors before I just don't show up because that's kind of a dick thing to do. Um, but I'm dealing with some major like bicep tendonitis right now. <sighs> oh yeah. Really, like, I'm scared to do upper body because it hurts so fucking bad. Mm. Oh, no, no. So I can't really go into the open and bench, like, 135. Nah. Yeah. No. Especially because your bench uh, is, what? What did you, 287? I benched, uh, I benched 275. 275. At, uh, yeah. Yeah. I also benched 286, but that's a number that's fucked me every single time I've, like, tr attempted it. So next time I just have to go like a kilo over it or something. Yeah. Uh, and also I can't handle, I don't think my body can handle the weight cut again. Like I cut to 165 from 180 and oh like you God. saw it. 
I did. I was like, I haven't, listen, I can, I can field medic this. Like I can lay an IV right now, but I need you to make weight first. So I was like, well, we're just gonna let her go. So you, like you were in the weighing me in. Yep. And I remember her being like, your point four over, like, do you just want to weigh in at that? And I was like, no. And so people understand it wasn't point four pounds. It was point four kilos. So she had almost a pound she had to cut after cutting from 180 to 166. Oh, so God. this is water loading, yeah. sauna. This is meal yeah. manipulation, sodium manipulation, water retraction. Like the, it's always funny for people who don't understand what a water cut entails. Like, you can yeah. safely cut like eight pounds as a girl and like not really have any like major ish, right? Yeah. You go beyond that and it is a mental battlefield. I cut to 130 once and weighed in at 129 and I looked like Skeletor. I walk around at 150 now. We are never, ever, ever going back in that realm. It's not worth it. But it is soul sucking. And I remember looking at you and I was like, damn, I was like, I know she's not going to say yes to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways, just so she understands. Right after that, I had like, I had gotten Joe and I was like, I need your sweatshirt. And I put on. And you went running. <laughs> I watched you run out yeah, of the building. There. And then I was like, I need the car keys. And I literally blasted the car the direct view of the sun and I blasted the heat and I sat in there for 30 minutes. And my, so my parents come to like all my meets now. But my parents had never seen me water cut, like no. water condition. <laughs> no. And so my dad came out to the car t- with Joe because I had texted Joe and like, it's 30 minutes, like I'm going to get out. And I remember getting out of the car and like just dry heaving. And my dad was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And Joe was like, shut up. Like, this is what she has to do. Mm-hmm. You have to do in order to be at this level sometimes. Yeah. And it, it oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's, so it's wild when... People are like, oh, look, why don't you just walk at this weight? Well, powerlifting, it's not just about, like, yeah, you have to be strong, but there's also strategy to it. Where are you going to be the most competitive? What records mm-hmm. can you break? Like, breaking an all-time world record is literally insane, and you've done it multiple, multiple, multiple times. So I hope that when people look at this, like, for our beginners who are going to be listening to this, don't compare your chapter one to Briani's yeah. chapter 974, right? This is every day. You have to pay rent every day to be able to get to this level. And at one point you have to decide what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to skip out on? Is it going out with friends? Is it drinking? Is it, I'm Italian. Does that mean I have to skip past it? Like there's a whole slew of things that at the end of the day, is this going to matter more than my name saying that I've taken this world record? Yeah. And I will say like, uh, if I weren't like breaking world records, I would not worry about what weight class. Like no. I would just go in a light 181 if that's what yeah. I weighed. And it's it's again the whole like being a female and trying to like be smaller. Like mm-hmm. no, walk around at what you're strongest at. Go in at what you're strongest at. Yeah. Like this next meet, I signed up for the showdown, and like yeah, I could break another world record. And like I'm still debating on if I want to go 165 or not. But I signed up 181 because. Mm-hmm what it's like to like eat into a meat and oh just my like God. have yeah absolutely and for again because you mentioned it i hope when people sign up for their first either weightlifting meat or powerlifting anything that's a weight class based even jujitsu right because now I'm, I'm traveling in that direction too do yeah. not worry about the weight class the weight class is irrelevant mm-hmm. you need to be able to go in strong perform well because if all you know on meat day is fatigue i feel like shit and my mm-hmm. numbers are trash 
it's not going to encourage you to continue to step into the strongest version of yourself. Like we need to feel super empowered at, I can walk where I'm at 150, 180, whatever it is. And I don't owe anybody a weight class, but exactly. you know what I owe people? I owe myself, not even people. I owe myself me breaking my deadlift PR or me breaking my bench PR or my snatch or whatever that is, or triangle choking a bitch out at a meet. Cause you know, that's always fun. <laughs> Choking people out live, that's my new shtick. But I hope that people start to understand that no matter where you choose to pursue your athletic endeavors, it is not about your weight. Go for performance. Go for what makes you feel badass. Like, if that's deadlifting 585, that's deadlifting 585. If that's you've been able to string together butterfly pull-ups together, fabulous. I have no interest. I will never. Or running a marathon. <laughs> Dope. Not going to yeah. do it. Like, if I'm running, there's a gun somewhere. So, like, someone better be trailing after me. Once I got out of the Army, that shit is over. Over. Not doing it anymore. So, what are your future, like, aspirations? Like, what do you, what do you, when you think about your sport, what do you want to accomplish? Like, what is the, what's next for Briani Terry? <sighs> well, if I'm talking about, well, there's, like, two sides to this. Because if I'm mm -hmm. just talking about my, my goal would be to compete at 181 um i would like to teeter between the 165s and 181s just because i know well, i can right i you know i can diet down to you know a reasonable weight of water cut to 165 and i can grow into the 181s um bodies are very malleable like that you know so yes. it's, it's cool to be able to do that um so it would be to compete at 181 um at the showdown squat 500 in sleeves and possibly take CC Ingram's deadlift record. Uh, she has it at 622, so I'd like to chip that. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and hopefully be, you know, top five all-time in two weight classes and have all-time world records in two different weight classes. Um, if we're talking about, you know, outside of just my powerlifting, really just inspiring um, other women and children to get a barbell in their hands. Um, yes. I believe that strength sports are so imperative for your development. And not only do they teach physical fitness, but it teaches discipline um, in and outside of the gym. You know, I'm a completely different person now that I've had to, you know, time management this, you know, mm -hmm. get into the gym before I have to go to work and balance all this other life stuff. Um, so yeah, helping, helping women and children, you know, doesn't matter the gender, obviously, but especially right. women, um, to get in the gym, love their bodies. That's why I've started um, strength programming and doing nutrition as well. And like seeing people's changes, physical changes, even like, even like their mental game is like, honestly, sometimes more rewarding than my own lifting. Oh like my I, God. Yes. I cried like multiple times at like people's like two pound bench PRs. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Uh, I definitely cried the other day because one of my nutrition clients came up and they're like, I'm eating like triple what I'm eating. My weight's down and like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I feel like my old self. And I'm literally in the lobby of our gym. Like, like get it together, get it together. I'm like, shit. And it's so incredible when people start to see like, oh my God, I don't have to eat less to be more. Like I can eat more and be who I want to be. Like it is literally limitless. But on the yeah. kids sports thing, I, I feel the same way. It's really sad to see that we have seen this conglomerate of year round athleticism, but in one sport, like there's, there's very few kids who are now dual sport or tri-sport athletes. And mm -hmm. my 
as a strength coach, as somebody who, you know, coaches powerlifting and, and weightlifting athletes, you're missing a recovery subset. Like you're missing speed. You're missing explosiveness being built up without you doing a hundred meter repeats nonstop or putting 13 miles in on a run over and over again. You don't necessarily have to run every day to become faster. You don't exactly. just have to do skill work. At some point, you as a child needs to be introduced something that's gonna help you with mental tenacity, whether that's on the field or off the field, whether it's boxing or jujitsu, you need to be able to understand that there's a season for things. You do not have to go full speed all the time. And in fact, you can't, you cannot be on all the time. So that's awesome. I'm really, we're going to plug everything that you do here in a little minute. Don't worry. So speaking of that, like where can people find you if they want to know more about you? What's your Instagram handle? What's your nutrition log? Like give it to us all girl. <laughs> So you can find me on Instagram. It's just at Briani T is my Instagram handle. If you'd like to get programming and or nutrition coaching from me, my email is actually, there's a button in my bio that links you to it, or it's just BT strength and nutrition at gmail.com. So, awesome. We will yeah. plug all of that. Don't worry. We'll get the posts up. We'll get the links up. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll subset everything. But Brianni, I am so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have cool. you on again. We'll do another episode on like highlighting women in sports, but I really wanted to give you shout out in time because like what Thank you did you. is phenomenal. I don't know why you didn't have 15,000 deals waiting for you, but we will do that. <laughs> Women in podcasts. We got this. Can I ask her one question? Please. So, Brianni, just out of my curiosity. So, you're, you're holding a couple world records, which is awesome. Um, I was telling Lauren earlier that we've gotten to a point where some of the people I admire the most are the females. Because yeah. they're doing some, like, when you look at body weight versus what they're lifting, it is, if, if a guy were to do that, People are like, oh my gosh, that's phenomenal. But nobody, they kind of brush over this, right? For, for on the female side. Is, has that been your experience? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and I don't want to make this like a, a men versus right, women. Right, right, Because, you know, like, we're all strong and we're sure. all strong in our own right. And it's like, I think also too, because women's powerlifting is so like, not necessarily new, but it's newer compared mm -hmm. to males powerlifting. So it's like, yeah, I've seen... I've seen hundreds of 700 pound deadlifts, mm -hmm. you know, like women have we seen deadlifting 500 pounds mm -hmm. and to like, I think that I don't think some people like get that. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a very traditional thing to happen. So it's like when we do see, you know, women, women accomplishing these crazy feats of strength, like that needs to be recognized. That needs to be put out in our society. And yeah. I get that powerlifting is a very niche sport and it's something that's very political when it comes to federations and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we don't, it's not like a commercialized sport, like Olympic weightlifting is and, and things like that. But I just, yeah, we don't get enough rec, like rec or get enough recognition and it's really sad. And yeah. I don't know why. And it comes down to like a sexist culture, but I, and I don't know what the answer is exactly to get that out there and to make it seem like women are finally equal. Like, God damn. I, yeah. think, you, I think you kind of touched on where they just don't realize, like you competed at what you said, 165, right? Mm -hmm. And you pulled 580, 585. 585. That's almost five times your body weight. Yeah. Like people just don't get that, right? Well, I think aside from not getting it, it's been so male dominated for so long. I don't feel like the voices of women in 
strength sports or in male dominated sports like weightlifting too, like outside of Maddie Rogers or like a couple highlight, you don't really hear about other women in strength sports, traditional male dominated Mm -hmm. sports. And I feel like Mm -hmm. until we start to get more women in positions of podcasts or breaking through those barriers and giving them access, both in times of conversation and podcasts and like highlight time, we are not, it's still going to seem under the radar. It's still new. It's not new. I mean, yes, we've seen a huge proliferation of this. When you think of like Steffi Cohen and you think of Chrissy Hawken and you think of you, when you think of Steffi, but there's a still a big gap. Like even those names as large as they are in powerlifting, no one really would know who they are outside of this right. sport, which is a little numbing. Like for me, it's like, I'm never going to, I probably will not be on that level. Right. I'm interested in choking people out right now. Right. And I am a subpar power lifter, but I enjoy it. And so I do it, but it is a little bit of a, a sore spot for me when I have friends who are so gifted and so incredible and you see them routinely get passed up for sponsorships or opportunities because a guy has been pulling that same number for a while. That's cool. We have yeah. never seen women pull 500 in the amount that we are seeing it now. Like this is yeah. a phenomenon that is happening in this sport and it's almost unrecognized. Yeah, like I keep saying like the like 500 is like the new 405 for women. 100%. And like the bar getting raised and it's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. like women are like regularly benching two plates. Yeah. Like that's stupid. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. And then sort of a follow up to that. What what was your moment where you said, so you said what got you hooked is you went to your first competition and the bug kind of bit you there. But yeah. what was your aha moment that you, where you thought to yourself, I could break a record right now. Like I can do this as opposed to, it'd be nice to do this. What was that aha moment for you? Um, I think that was my first, I think that was 2018 record breakers. Um, I was relatively unknown at that meet. I think I benched like I I deadlifted 500 for the first time. And like, I was around all of these like big names and like, these are all people that I looked at on Instagram and kind of, you kind of look at these people as, uh, as characters and not really real people. Mm -hmm. And then when you're put in a situation where you're like, Oh, these people are real people. These people are praising me and they're like, on another level than I am and all these people that are that say they see this potential in me and potential that I didn't even see myself you know I'm just you know 21 year old kid like just having fun you know and that was kind of my aha moment is like being being in it like if you if you throw yourself in that situation where you're like hey I really haven't I feel like I have no business being here, but if you walk in the room, like you own the room, you do, you know? So kind of just throwing yourself in that situation seeing what you're made of. And like, usually you kind of learn like what it is. So yeah, be comfortable, be getting uncomfortable all the time, all the time. I think that's something that everybody can take advantage of, but particularly women. So Brianni, I do not want to take up any more of your time. I know it's very early. I know you are not on the Mm -hmm. East coast. So I so appreciate you joining us. We will definitely have you on again. Thank you again. We will get everything posted up, linked, hashtagged, all that good stuff. But my dear, any last words of encouragement for any lady who's looking to get into the weight room? Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Um, 
your mind is a lot stronger than you think it is. And your mind will give up before your body will. Yes. Hell yeah to that. <laughs> and on that, people, thank you so much for tuning in to Barbells and Banter. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be talking more about nutrition. Y'all will hear from Brianna again. Have a great day. See ya. It's Thanks. funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't put your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game.